0: Grace to you and peace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we welcome you to this time of worship. From wherever you join us, and whenever you join us, we pray that you are sensing God's presence right where you are. This Sunday, our theme is, This God You Know. This was the theme for our high school mission retreat this past June. The cross you see here in worship is the same cross used by the teens throughout their retreat for various lessons and worship experience as well. So today, we are inviting you to ponder in your own heart and mind the depth of your understanding of God and who he truly is. We invite you now to come and listen.
1: Come and listen. Come to the wild are you who know and fear the Lord Come and listen Come to the wise edge are you
2: who are thirsty?
1: come Let me tell you what for me, let me tell you what he has done for me, he has done for you, he has done for us. Come and listen, come and listen to what he's done, come and listen.
3: Come and hear all who have feared God, and I will tell what He has done for my soul.
1: Praise God, for He is good.
4: cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God, who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. Today, we will be looking at the story of Shadrach,
0: Meshach, and Abednego the three young men who miraculously survived the fiery furnace and the wrath of the king. These three men were confident in who God was and were prepared to worship him in any and all circumstances. So that is the question today. Do you know the God that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew? This God we have is wonderful and awesome and certainly worthy of our worship and praise. So let us now come before his throne and worship him for all he is.
5: Let's sing together, praise ye the Lord the Almighty. Praise ye the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. O oh, my soul, praise him, for he is thy health and salvation. please sustain stay
6: Sometimes it is hard for us to put into words all that God truly is. And sometimes it is even more difficult to fathom the depths of his love for us and the wonder of his greatness. So let us now, as a community of faith, join our hearts together and minds together in this prayer of the day. Let us pray. God the creator, we come in awe of you. We are overwhelmed by the wonder of your creation. We are inspired by the mystery of life. We are amazed by the beauty of your world. We are astonished that such a God would have anything to do with the likes of us. So we kneel before you in awe and wonder, humbled before your greatness.
0: God the Son, who has come amongst us in the person of Jesus, you have walked our streets, you have lifted our children, you have sat in our churches. So we come with you beside us, no longer remote and distant. We come... No longer in fear and trembling, but seeking the embrace of your love, the smile of your acceptance, the touch of your forgiveness. We dare to come close to you because you have come so close to us.
6: God, the spirit of life, we are thankful for your constant presence, for the healing of your love, for the challenge of your world, for the inspiration of your gospel, for the community of your church. Renew us and refresh us, enable us and enliven us, challenge us and change us, prompt us and improve us in our worship, in our mission, and in our service in the name of the God of God the Creator, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.
5: Joyful.
0: We believe in one God, who is creator, maker of all we see and all we don't see, who is ruler of the universe, source of all creation.
6: We believe in one God, who is Jesus Christ, God from God, light from light, true God and true human. He is one with the creator, the Word made flesh, our Messiah, savior of all creation.
0: We believe in one God, who is the Holy Spirit, breath of God moving among us, who is one with the Creator, one with Christ, our Comforter and our Guide.
6: We believe in God, three in one, mighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving. And this God, in turn, believes in us. Thanks be to God. Amen.
4: Our scripture reading this morning is Daniel 3. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide, and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then had all the officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So they came for the dedication of the image that the king had set up, and they stood before it.
3: Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Nations of peoples of every language. This is what you're commanded to do. As soon as you hear all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that the king has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into the blazing furnace.
4: Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of all kinds of music, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshiped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up.
3: At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews, they said to the king, There are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shad- Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve our gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up.
4: Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they were brought before the king. And he said to them, "Is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up? Now when you hear all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what will God be able to rescue you from my hand?
3: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, We do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter if you're thrown into a blazing furnace the god we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your hand but even if he does not we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship your image of gold you have set up
4: the king became furious he ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace.
3: Then the king leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, Certainly, certainly, your majesty.
4: He said, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. The king then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High, Come out, come here.
3: So they came out of the fire, and all who gathered around them saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their head signed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them.
4: Then the king said, Praise be to God, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who had sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than to serve or worship any god except their own god.
3: This is the word of the Lord.
4: Thanks Thanks be be to God. God.
7: The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is one I learned back in Sunday school illustrated beautiful pages of these three men who were incredible in followers of God. But what has taken me now into adulthood to realize is just how courageous and bold their faith was in this amazing story that we've heard read from Daniel. It also made me think about the fact that they would not bend down and worship another God under a king. And I began to think about all that's happening in the world today. How we were vandalized at the historic church in Washington, D.C. Crowds pulling down statues, destroying historical sites, religious sites, threatening now to move on into churches and places, perhaps even eventually Christians themselves. I began, too, to think about how comfortable I am, perhaps we all are. We live in a country where we can pick up our Bible and walk it out of our house, where we can come and worship. And if we can't worship inside our sanctuaries, we can go out in public, in the park. We can worship God out for the world to see. When I know full well that in places around the world right now, today, there are Christians living in fear that they will be discovered for the Bible studies that they're holding in their homes, or perhaps even in abandoned places. There are Christians out in the world today who will lose their life for following Jesus. And yet, I too take advantage of the fact that we live in a country where our freedom has been won that we may worship. So it begs the question for me, for all of you, for the Christian church, is if it was us, if we were those three amazing men, would we take and bend the knee? Or would we be able to stand up and face the world in all its adversities and to still be strong in our faith? I remember being a kid in a Christian high school And I remember in high school, my freshman year, we had a group at the school called Servants Club. And so you were asked to bring your Bibles and you'd have to walk it through the corridors of the high school and we'd all meet after school. And periodically, you know, we'd get one of those jabs. Oh, there goes the goody-goody. Who do they think they are? But I have no idea what it's like to lose everything like Shadrach. Meshach, and Abednego. I'm trying to put myself in their shoes today. It says that they had lost everything. And imagine at one point they were in Jerusalem, God's city, the city of peace with this amazing temple. How could they ever imagine that the Babylonians would come in, destroy the temple, leave it in ruins? And then they were held as captives. They were chained and led away, forced to be slaves in Babylon. How could they imagine that they would lose everything? Their families, their homes, their friends, their beloved temple. And look where they landed. The Babylonians were a pagan and polytheistic people. They worshiped many gods. The one unique feature of Babylonian religion is its focus on putting religion with the kings. And so every time a king came into power, the king was to bring the gods that the king worshiped. It would literally change the order of worship. So here we have King Nebuchadnezzar, and he comes in and he decides it would be a great political move if he could take all those many gods and have just one god and if there was just one god with the one king it would bring him into focus into greater focus than ever the kings before so what happens is our three wonderful followers of god are now in captivity the king is ushered in. He decides and tells everybody, hey, at this great, amazing event where it says 300,000 people are at, when you hear at this moment in the event the music play, that's everybody's clue to drop down to your knees and to worship this golden tower that he had built. When you do the measurements in current arithmetic, it was a tower that was 90 feet tall and nine feet wide. It was like this nine story tall golden needle and he had it put on a flat plane. So wherever you looked, you could see it from far away. And then people would only naturally say, well, that's the golden God of the golden king and then he would have his wish. So when you're in a crowd of 300,000 people and the king has told you what to do, everybody follows. Well, everybody but three. So imagine how they stood out in that crowd of 300,000, just stood out like sore thumbs, easily picked out by the soldiers. And I'm sure no sooner were they picked out of the crowd. They were dragged in front of the king. And can you imagine his anger? It wasn't even in the realm of his possibility that anyone, let alone slaves, would defy his orders. Oh my goodness. Imagine that these three guys stood up in the face of the masses. It says in verse 19, it describes what the king's reaction was like. It says he was so filled with rage that his face was distorted. Distorted was probably putting it mildly. A more accurate interpretation of the scripture would be that his face was twisted into this mask of rage how these young men, slaves no less, had the nerve, had the unmitigated gall at one of the most important ceremonies of his life and of his kingdom, and how dare they fire up the furnace, soldiers. But now in contrast, imagine in your mind's eye Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here's the king inflamed with all this rage, and here's the three of them standing confident. They may have lost everything, but they had not lost their faith in God. They didn't even have to think twice Well, the king in verse 15, just a few verses earlier, he decides, well, you know what, maybe they didn't get it. I'm gonna give you a second chance. So he's basically like, look guys, let me explain how it's gonna work. Music plays, everybody drops down, you drop down too. We all worship me and this God and we'll all be on our way. Sound good? Actually, quite benevolent in that moment. But you know, he didn't do it out of compassion. It was a political move. Now it would surely be better if he could get them to bend to his will instead of casting them in the furnace and making them martyrs for all the people, all the Jews that were there. But hey, it was like extending an olive branch. But here's the deal with these three amazing young men. They didn't even take time to talk amongst themselves to ask time to pray about it, to consult others who were perhaps their mentors. They didn't negotiate a deal with the king. They just said, you know what? Our God is with us, and our God will be with us even if you choose to throw us into the furnace. And even if we don't come out of that furnace, we know that our God is always with us. Amazing. Really amazing. Regardless of the circumstances, these three young followers were committed to serving God. And here's what they didn't know. When they made that declaration to the king, and then he erupts in all this anger, they don't have it all together. They don't know if there's kind of going to be a Hail Mary pass right before they get thrown in, if God's going to somehow stop it. Maybe the the fires will subside. They don't know anything. They don't know if they're going to live or they're going to die. But you know what they do know? They know their God, our God, this God that we know. And that gives them hope, no matter how the circumstances turn out. It's amazing to me that while Nebuchadnezzar wouldn't bend, he had to have them bow, they wouldn't bend either. They had to follow God. And if defying the king made them follow God, then so be it. They could not defy the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So let us ask that question again. Are you committed to God like that? Am I? Is the Christian church? I think that we're going to find out in the years ahead, well beyond COVID, what the Christian church is made out of. We're going to have to be willing to stand when others kneel. We're going to have to be willing to stand in between the voiceless. We're going to have to submit and surrender our own will, just as Christ did in the Garden of Gethsemane, to follow the will of God and to trust that whatever the world brings, whatever circumstances, that God has got us. there is no greater power than God. It's amazing to me, too, when I think about those experiences in my life, as you think about those in your life, when it's felt like we were passing through some fire. Ever feel like God was holding you up, and it was only God that got you through some trial or adversity? Ever feel like in some moments that are really hard in life, whether you knew they were coming or they were unexpected, that you knew that God was hanging on to your hand, hanging on to you, and it was the only way you could endure whatever that adversity was. Also remember that God was with them in the furnace. God was with them in the fire, just as God is with us when we face adversity. Perhaps there was a time when you were sick and in the hospital. Maybe there was a time when you were suffering the loss of a broken relationship. Perhaps it was a family member being torn apart by crisis from your family. Maybe it was unexpected losing your job or your home. God is always present and we become God's children it's already ours the grace he has given us god's promise to us is that god is with us and when we know that god is with us we see the signs that god is with us all the time wherever we go it's interesting too to me what burned up in that furnace so the king said he not only wanted great soldiers he wanted his strongest soldiers to bind up our three faithful followers. he bound their, They bound their hands and their feet with rope really tight. And then they were, their job was to throw them into the furnace. Well, because the king was so outraged at the three of them, he made sure that that furnace was extra hot, and it was so hot that when the soldiers approached it, that they were consumed by the fire. What's interesting, too, is what happens from the outside looking into the furnace, for we see the guards and the king's view of what's happening inside. All of a sudden, it's explained to us that there's not only three of these gentlemen in the furnace, there's a fourth man. Who is that fourth person that is in there? And so it is also interesting to notice that when these gentlemen come out, because the king goes up to the furnace and demands them to come out, they're free. No more ropes, they're walking, and there's three of them. Isn't it remarkable that all that was made by man that went into that fire was consumed by the fire? and how God used the fire to set the ropes on fire that freed them from being in bondage. It is so amazing when you look at stories in scripture that you see and discover things perhaps on these stories that you've known for a long time and something new stands out. Even the king, when they're out, says, how did this happen? And surely they profess their faith in God. And what does the king do? He's now inspired by them. And he declares that their God is the God. Now I would like to tell you that then he ordered that all the other gods be taken out of the marketplace. And that he himself served only our God, the God. But we know a year later He's standing on a rooftop overlooking Babylon, wondering why it has all gone wrong. But you know what it did do for those 300,000 people in that crowd? They saw God through these three men. And it was such a powerful image. Just amazing. It reminds us that we have more power than we think we do to be able to change the world, because it is in our power. It's the power of God in us. What an amazing thing that these three men were delivered by God from the fiery furnace. What an amazing thing it is to be a Christian in these days of COVID and the world in a state of unrest and crisis. What an amazing thing it is to be able to stand up and to say that we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that God spared nothing, not even the Son, to save us and to give us life here and life to come. I think it's time that we take, as a church, our role models of these three gentlemen and we become like they are. That we stand strong when the world bends. That we equip others because Jesus is in us, and by God's Spirit working in and through and around us, we can help others to stand on their faith in the midst of trials. May we, like they, be able to sing God's praises even in the midst of adversity even in the midst of trial. This God we know, our God, gives us strength, gives us courage to stand up and stand on our faith and to continue to be faithful to him while serving others in his name. So in the name of the one who walks with us, may we too pass through trials and challenges knowing that we are never alone. For the good news for you today is that God walks with you hand in hand every day. May you find this to be a message of hope, real hope, the kind of hope that comes from Christ. May his faith, may his hope, may his love surround you this day and inspire you to step out in courage and to call yourself Christian wherever
0: you go in word and in deed. Amen. This is the time in our worship service where God has invited us to come alongside him and assist him in his work in the world through the giving of our time and treasure. Have no doubt that when you freely give to God, He will take your offering and put it to use in ways we cannot possibly do on our own. Have no doubt that you are taking part in the building of God's kingdom. Let us now worship God with our shared offerings.
2: Good morning. Let us pray. God of creation, Savior of your people, we gather in your presence today because you alone know us, and we know you through your faithfulness, your love, and your power. We have seen your power in the snow-covered peaks of the mountains and in the depths of the sea. You placed us in the garden which we call Earth. And as we look at all that you have created, we are in awe. We understand that it is very good. You placed us in the vastness of the universe among the stars and the planets that we might have our place in what you have made for us. We've experienced your love as we lie in the green pastures and drink of the still waters. You have given us these things that our body might be rested and our souls might be restored. You demonstrate your faithfulness to your creation when you rescue us from ourselves. You see all of us as equal regardless of age, gender, orientation, race or what we believe as we worship you you gifted us all according to the needs of the world and not solely for our wants and our desires you help us to know our gifts that we might serve your creation as you call us to serve thank you for our gifts and we pray that what we return to you will be used as you desire for the welfare of creation you free us from bondage shelter us from the harshness of tyrants and in the end you welcome us into your presence for all of eternity lord we pray for those who are grieving and separated from loved ones those who are struggling with COVID 19 other illnesses and injuries we pray for healing love and recovery throughout this garden that we call home and together we pray as Jesus taught us saying our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. They say
1: sometimes you win some Sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now, I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now, oh, right now, I just. say it only takes a little faith to move a mountain. Well, good thing, a little faith With my soul, it is well, it is well with
7: my soul. Brothers and sisters, friends, we have been inspired in our time together in worship. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Three men who followed God with such great faithfulness. May we strive to do the same. May we strive as we follow in the footsteps of Christ. May we strive like him to follow God's will, to bring God's peace wherever we go. It is said that wherever our foot rests, there rests a blessing. May we be called to spread the peace of God to live into the peace of Christ so that where you step and I step out the door and into the day, may we also bring that peace with us, that peace that only Christ can give. And as you set on your way to spread that peace, your blessing is this. Be strong. Have faith. Know that wherever you go, has God said to Joshua, You don't have to be afraid. You can be courageous and strong. For God is with you wherever you go. Go in peace to now extend the hand of Christ in peace to others. Alleluia. Amen.